Borderlands is 10, two flavors of Wes Craven, and this is it for Michael Jackson this week on 302010. Welcome to 302010, ladies and gentlemen, the Later Time Network's weekly pop culture time machine. Each week, taking back 30, 20, and 10 years back in time. Get it? That's how the show works. Three segments, three decades, all covering the same week. Uh, this week being October 25th through the 31st. Happy Halloween! Ooh, and what? Like, if you don't know, there's not a lot of scary movies released on... They're usually released earlier in the, a month or two beforehand. But uh, if you want to talk all about Child's Play... Uh, we have a brand new series, patreon.com slash laser time. You'll support not only this show, but all the shows on the laser time network and get all the all new season three of Elm Street Nightmare featuring Lizzie Killian now. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about uh, what I call him the Bruce Lee of creepy dolls, Chucky, Charles Lee Ray, Child's Play movies going through all seven. And it's been wonderful. Can't wait to do more. So thank you guys so much. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Antista. Hosts with me. Serial killer made out of electricity, Diana Goodman. Mm-hmm. It's me, Sarah. I am so excited to talk about that movie because that that is a very Halloweeny movie. Actually, it's true. It's just yeah. it's the one. It's is it? Have you seen? You haven't seen it. I mean, technically frightening, oh. I guess, <laughs> and I have seen it. Actually, surprise. It's frightening that, on paper. Kel surprise. That 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 I find that very surprising, and mm. I cannot wait to talk about that film. But once again, we're talking about October twenty fifth through the thirty first. Through three, throughout three years, uh, 1989, 1999, and 2009. We'll be talking about all the movies, TV, music, video games, and more that came out during that period. Uh, can't wait to get into this episode. And uh, a little bit of news to bring us into our first decade, 1999, October 25th through the 31st. Uh, the World Series, the Oakland A's beat the San Francisco Giants, and that just feels like a separate universe from the Giants I remember mm. living in San Francisco. Well, yeah, you were here during, during the orange years, the good yes. years. Uh, yeah, so, hey, remember how they were sort of interrupted by a goddamn earthquake? Yeah. Yes. They killed dozens of people. That's not going to stop America's pastime. Baseball, goddammit. We're going to send some architects over and make sure everybody's okay. At least is Candlestick Park going to fall down eventually, yes, but not right now. So we're going to keep going. Those architects, win. those architects are like, finally, I can act like a first responder. <laughs> like, they're probably yeah. riding high, getting so much ass and that I, week. Architects <laughs> like, guess finally I, getting ass. Guess uh, what I inspected, and guess what I'm about to inspect. Wow. I see. I always thought it was appropriate because it was called Candlestick Park. It sounds rickety. Dad ass is structurally sound. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh. Yeah, they should have just torn it down at this point. They could have just faked it and been like, oh, no. Because <laughs> everyone hated Candlestick Park. It's in the one spot in the city that literally never gets sun. It's out of the way. You can't get there. Nobody liked it. It's still there, though, right? Uh, yeah. I remember there was sort talk of, of Facebook buying I mean, buying it's closed. It. Yeah, yeah. It's at, like the AT&T Park is where the Giants play now. It's hard yeah. for a place where you're going to an outdoor sporting event in a place where there's no sun, because never <laughs> considering the primary weather in San Francisco is chilly. Yes, it's foggy. <laughs> it's just chilly. It's gray. Is basically year round. Yeah, they found that the sucks. one spot 
that it's like the worst. Like we have weird microclimates it's, where you know you go half awful. a mile in any direction, the weather changes. Mm. Yeah, my neighborhood and was that's the windy. One where it never, Ooh. ever changed. Windy is my least favorite. It weather. sucked, and I had no idea yeah. why. I think that the buildings made this wind tunnel because yeah. it was like three blocks long every day. I kind of remember that. It sucks. Wind is the worst. Wind is the worst. I hate wind. Yes. Hear more about that about my trip to Iceland. Patreon.com. Oh, uh, anyway, uh, we have Meanwhile, some. Meanwhile, Oakland. Pretty Oakland. nice. Yeah, yeah. Oakland, pretty nice. Mm. Never gave it a shot. Just uh, immediately left the, left, the, left the state. But uh, getting the movies of 1989, October 25th to the 31st, Look Who's Talking is still number one at the box office. And as we've stated before, we have no problem with that. But th- new this week, several movies I've never heard of and one movie that is very special to me. Uh, uh, well, the several you haven't heard of, there's a reason. These are, these are big shrug movies. Well, I, they don't matter, and no one cares. I I get confused when it comes to anything with Madeline Stowe mm. because mm-hmm. I know her from Twelve Monkeys, and that's it. Like I have never seen her in anything else in my life, was but she, she was not, like top build in that movie. Is she not in the General's Daughter? Duh. She was okay. Didn't see uh, it. Last of the Mohicans, yo. I love that. I did see that. I did. I saw that twice in the theater and was bored out of my mind as a little kid. Oh, I love it. Oh, no, no. It's, well, I like it now. If you were a little kid, yeah, I can yeah. Was your mom maybe. taking you? I, well, I think it was a minor phenomenon. It was a very horny mom movie, I think. <laughs> yes. yes. My mom was a big Daniel Day-Lewis person. Yeah. So yeah. Every Daniel Day-Lewis movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's his only action movie, really. So hmm. a lot of running. I thought My so Left much. Foot's not about baseball. <laughs> uh, okay. That's a good movie joke. Moving on to Worth Winning with Mark Harmon, Madeline Stowe, and Leslie Ann Warren. No woman is ever going to reject Taylor. I bet I could find her. I bet you couldn't. A man who's about to agree. Can't be serious. To the worst bet of all time. You have three months to get engaged to three women, and I pick the women. I'm going to teach this guy a lesson. Now, the problem isn't getting them to accept. Will you marry me? The problem is... I think it's a yes. Yes. They have. Let's party. I just thought I'd warn you. Things are getting a little close. Surprise! This sounds like a lovely, sensitive film. Sure. Appropriate for the whole mm-hmm. family. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This close to In the Company of Men. This uh, fucking close. Wow. She's all that times yeah. three. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yeah. It's stupid. Do you think he actually falls in love with one of them? And, oh, no, but she found out. What is he going to do? A big declaration of love. Everything's fine. Blah. <laughs> I, bet it, I bet he falls in love with the oldest one. Is he, is he a no. golf pro in this? <laughs> I, I was getting... I was going to guess a pro architect a just because of, of his house. A lot of it is set in a golf club, it looks like, <laughs> or a country club. That's what rich oh, people do for fun. Ew. We whack tiny oh. balls around great acreage. It's wonderful. <laughs> Giant waste of space. And also out this week, Kevin Dillon, Mary Stuart Masterson, James Woods, and Glenn Close in Immediate Family. I'm bored already. (laughs) Michael and Linda have everything, with one exception. Giving birth is biological. Anyone can do it. We can't. I spend two weeks out of the month whacked out on fertility drugs. Two weeks uh, depressed that they don't work. (laughs) Sam and Lucy don't have much except each other. I'm a musician. You're not a musician. You're unemployed. We need the money. Now. So what do you think about your son and me adopting a child? My heart is so full. She has to loosen her bra. They're all about to become. This is an adoption. Yes, I understand that. It's going to be their baby. Immediate family. Why are they giving up the child? What do you think is the real reason? They think we're nice and they heard we ordered baby furniture. Oh. Jesus Christ. Uh, now, usually Van Morrison music is a win. Yeah. 
Uh, oh. That's one of my favorite songs ever, Into the Mystic, but... Uh, not not. Can you um? Can anybody imagine James Woods in a sensitive role? I imagine that kid is born and he immediately petitions for it to, not to have any rights, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's this. So part of my TV research is I look at almost every single TV movie that comes yeah. up, and there are a lot. This is in a the very 80s. TV movie. Why isn't this a TV yeah. movie? I mean, yeah. come on. I don't know. Maybe it's the star power of Johnny Drama. I guess. Uh, <laughs> straight off mm-hmm. of the blob. Yeah. I have no idea Ugh. because this is not. Or maybe it's counter program. Maybe because, like, again, when we don't talk about it that much anymore, but in that smaller world when you have national holidays, people didn't used to release movies on July 4th. They're like, people have other plans. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They don't. They don't go see movies on Christmas Day. Whereas now, now like, yeah, yeah Christmas this day is when all my favorite movies come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and this being Halloween, like maybe you don't want something in the theaters when you know everybody's gonna be partying at home. I mean, yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Other than a spooky movie, oh, I'm so yeah. excited! I'm so excited to talk about one of my favoritest movies ever. Really is <laughs> a personal favorite that I'm not. I'm only a little embarrassed by Ted Raimi, Richard Brooks. Sam Scarver, uh, Camille Cooper, Mitch Pileggi, uh, director Peter Berg, Michael Murphy in Shocker. On October 2nd at 6.45 a.m., mass murderer Horace Pinker was put to death. Now, he's really mad. From Wes Craven, creator of the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Shocker. Rated R. Ooh. Okay, I was definitely thinking of a different movie. Oh, you were? Yeah, the movie the where... The Dane Cook move? No, the one where, like, <laughs> the guy gets killed in a car accident and then is, like, killing people through electricity. Oh. Sam and I watched it for the technology <laughs> episode. Oh. Killer technology episode. I think I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yep. But that's, that, that is what this is. Yeah. And, uh... In a little bit of background, if you didn't listen to any Laser Times horror stuff in the past, this, for some reason, in a smaller world of my childhood, was talked about as the scariest movie that was ever made. Mm. So every slumber party, <laughs> like, dude, have you seen Shocker? Like, you, is your mom going to get a Shocker? Like, dude, I haven't seen Shocker. Let's go see Shocker. So, like, Shocker, like, two VHS copies, and you would always, you were hoping you'd be at the slumber party that showed Shocker. And we were all so scared of Horace <laughs> Pinker as little kids. In hindsight... It's a little silly, the movie. Yeah. It's very yeah. and, and it's a lot silly. It's a lot but silly. it is really violent. It's very violent. And maybe that was part of it, but it's also Horace Pinker's a good he's a good character in that he starts out as Mitch Pileggi from uh, X Files and I don't know what else. Ah, yes. And, mm-hmm. and is the serial killer. So mm-hmm. he's a serial killer in the beginning and he walks with a limp so you can like hear him coming. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. we would fuck with each other if anybody didn't have carpeting, you would drag your foot behind you to be Horace Pinker, who I believed <laughs> ended up being the namesake of a punk band at some point. Hmm. Horace Pinker. That's the name that of the killer and right. shocker. And then he is uh he's captured, seemingly, uh willingly. And then he hmm. And this is the most wonderfully 80s thing about it. He, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, he prays to an electric god and ends up becoming endowed with the powers of electricity. And I always try and grab the clip of just how 80s this is. For, it's a, this, again, I remind you, this is a serious film. He, is, he is, has a car battery hooked up to his television and his thumbs and is doing a seance in his jail cell wow. to become the monster that he is. And a... Twizzlers spokesman looking set of lips comes out of the t- television <laughs> and says 
It's absurd wow. that we thought this was the most frightening yeah. movie ever made, but uh, I still am delighted by this film. Yep. So he just becomes like electricity and he starts killing people. He does. Electricity well, I, stuff. I, I always speculated that this was Wes Craven thinking he was so uh, high on his Freddy Krueger shit mm-hmm. that he could just make he could make a new monster anytime he wanted. Turned out I was half right after we did Elm Street Nightmare. Once again, patreon.com slash laser time. Uh, doing research into it is that he was pretty much cut out of all the money with Freddy mm. up until mm. they brought they lured him back in with Wes Craven's new nightmare. They totally fucked him over. Mm. And uh, this was his attempt to make a new film. And it has a great theme song by Alice Cooper and is also produced by Shep Gordon, if you know who that is. No. I hmm. I know it is because Mike Myers directed a documentary about him. He's Alice Cooper's famous fuck it, manager. He only manages Alice Cooper now, but like he's famous behind the scenes Hollywood guy gotcha. uh, throughout history. And he made this movie with Alice Cooper, and it's ridiculous, and it's totally fun, and it's the exact kind of thing I want to watch every Halloween. Yeah, I love this film, and it was released on a great Blu-ray from uh, Sh- uh, Shout Factory slash Scream Factory two years ago, and I cannot recommend that shit enough. Uh, but I yeah don't know why this this was whispered about in schools mm-hmm. like oh my god dude if you haven't seen Shocker you just don't know what's what the fuck is up yeah just a movie about a guy who well I mean come on if Freddy's a guy who can get in your your dreams mm-hmm. if you buy into the premise everything around you is has electricity sure. in it, so you're vulnerable at all yeah. times yeah so it was really I I can see how it'd be scary to a little kid of but I also love Peter Berg who is my favorite like. Not very good actor turned director. I sort of like sometimes. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's the star of the Fair. film, and he's like he's like who you get if you can't get Christian Slater, you get Peter Berg. He's even more dude broy. It's wonderful, uh, and he's like the lead here. But that about wraps it up for the films of uh, 1989. Uh, I should have looked more into the television of 1989 because uh, on October 25th through the 31st, there's a bit to talk about, including SNL with uh, what. Notorious America's Sweethearts, James Woods Yay! and Don Henley. I don't know why I read two that. Two of the biggest fucking assholes in the world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Can you imagine what backstage must have been like that week oh, with yeah. those two bros full of coke, coke to the gills? Yeah. Ooh, yikes. Yeah, high on one another. Like <laughs> A lot of PAs got uh, stuff thrown in their face, I bet. Oh, my goodness. And uh, nothing stands out for me to me from this episode. I, uh, but yeah, on the twenty, also on the twenty eighth, um, Golden Girls yeah. aired Love Under the Big Top, continuing with Clown Week. Yeah, we oh, talked gross. about clowns last week, right? We well, did. They're yep. back, and in this one, uh, Dorothy is her boyfriend, played by Dick Van Dyke, is okay. a big time Miami lawyer, but has a secret desire that he uh, shares with her in Ooh. this episode. Well, can you guess what my decision is? You're becoming Irish? Because he has a big clown nose. I'm becoming a clown, a full-time circus clown. Ken, isn't this a bit sudden? Odd and a bit sudden? Wow. Just, Just a reminder... 
Dick Van Dyke played an old man 30 years ago this That's week. Right. That's <laughs> right. And just danced in a Hollywood movie. Yeah. Uh, wow. And the, uh, the episode ends with Dorothy and uh, her gal pals getting arrested at a protest where they were trying to save the dolphins. And so they go before a judge. They have to go before a judge. Mm-hmm. And he shows up to defend them in a full clown outfit. Wonderful. Because they had to call him as an emergency. <laughs> and he is walking around in giant clown shoes. It's pretty cute. Golden Girls is the best, y'all. Yeah. And it was, if, you, if we've never said it before, uh, if you just started listening, it was rewarding the ratings. I didn't realize that the Golden Girls was such a ratings hit. Like, I, because yeah. I wasn't watching it at the time. I yeah. didn't see it till reruns. It was real big. Uh, on the mm-hmm. 29th, we have a TV movie, Double Your Pleasure, starring Guess Who? Yes. I well, it says it a lot in the promo, but this is a comedy about a pair of twins. Twins? Uh-huh. Yes. Haley Mills. No. Oh, <laughs> I know. Uh, well, the Olsons are too young. Olsons are too young. The Barbarian this not, Brothers. This is not, this is one person. Okay. He's playing, <laughs> playing two people? Yes. Paul Rudd style, we'll call it this week and this week only. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, double your pleasure. Let's see who's in it. Jack A is an ordinary waitress. That's who? Jack A is an extraordinary spot. How do I do what I do? Jack A is two twin sisters. I am not. Oh, yes, you are. Trading places to trap a two-timing man. Did that make any sense? It's a Wack A, Jack A world premiere. That girl. Jack A wants to double your pleasure Sunday. Can somebody give me a Jack proper... Jack so yes. fun. Also... Yeah, Jack A. She's so fun. Can someone give me a proper and then spelling Jack a on Jack A was on uh, Sister Sister for I know. I, I know. Give me what? a proper spelling on uh, Wack A, Jack A. <laughs> yeah, right. If you can. <laughs> Closing out television this week, uh, Designing Women, The Rowdy Girls. Yes. Uh, oof. There's no really good clips from this one, except I just wanted to point it out. Let us assure you. <laughs> it is it's rough. Uh, there is a some sort of a talent show that happens, and so... Uh, they're like, you know what? Let's dress up as the Supremes and do a little number. And so they're all in their outfits. And then Delta Burke comes out in full blackface. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently in nope. the episode, they actually have a conversation about it. And they're like, no. Really? Don't yeah. do that. We're not into that. And she insists. And then she comes out on stage and they're all trying to avoid standing next to her. It's very cute. <laughs> I, but yeah, I don't remember in 1989 being that aware of yeah. blackface. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. cartoons yeah, at this point weren't. Blackface. I don't mean minstrel blackface, right. but she's wearing dark makeup yes. so yeah. that she looks black. She is. Yeah, I clearly remember this one because I remember being, oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense that you shouldn't, if you're going to dress up as a character that's a different race, just dress up as a character. Don't go with, don't change your color. Right. Because that's weird. And because I remember distinctly like Dixie Carter's character it was like, look, I'm calling the NAACP and I'm going to ask them. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Can you do that? She called, I think it left a message for them to like ask like, guys, is this cool? Hey, y'all. <laughs> hey, y'all. It's like, it's obviously, it's not negative. We love the Supremes. We love Diana Ross. That's why we're doing it. And they're like, fuck no. And she's like, okay, don't fucking do it, Delta Burke. She's yeah. like, I don't care. Yeah, I will never forget is burned into my memory because of the visceral secondhand embarrassment that I felt at the time. There was a talent show at my school wherein I Uh-oh. did a ballet number to a Josh Groban song. But that's not the point. That's not this? the embarrassing part. <laughs> that's not the thing I'm embarrassed about. One of my a friend of a friend, one of my acquaintances decided it would be a great idea to dress up as Diana Ross and sing a Diana Ross song. Oh no. Uh-oh. And she's very white. And she came out in a full Afro wig and darkened her skin with no. makeup. And I just remember <sighs> feeling like, bitch, 
it is the year 2002. How, why are you doing this? And also, who are your friends? Because they are doing you a disservice. <laughs> Somebody is letting you down. Yeah. So, guys, just Halloween's around the corner. Just, you know, cool it Maybe with don't. the... Maybe uh, don't. I know it, what you think it'll really impress your fraternity brothers. Yep. Uh, or yeah. who, whoever you go midnight hunting with and your Illuminati friends. Let, I don't know, every politician this year teach you a lesson. <laughs> don't go in blackface, y'all. And I, I th- It's very I, easy not to, by the way. Just, yeah, you don't ever have to color your skin if you want to right. dress up as a black character. If you're black, you want to dress up as a white character. If you're Asian, you want to dress up as a Native American character. Fine. Don't do the makeup. Yeah. That's the only lesson. And if you want to color your skin that much, there's a million Marvel characters you can go as. I suggest the sure. Hulk. Do Just go. go as Vision. Yeah, go as Vision. Yeah. There's plenty of makeup you can wear. Sure. <laughs> but, uh, you know, go easy on the Black Panther stuff. Anyway, uh, that is yeah, it. For you can dress season. as Black Panther yeah. and not color your face. It's, it's true. Just feel cool. It's true. Now my, you're Black Panther. My God, I am like, I'm on pins and needles because last year it was glorious to see all those kids yeah. dressed as Aww. fucking T'Challa. Like, Awesome. This character that, like, you know, me and my friends knew about all this time. And oh, I hope it happens again. Um, because yeah. I don't know when that motherfucker's getting a movie again. Because it feels like it's been forever. Uh, yeah, it's going to be at least another year. I think, I think another two years. Like, what the fuck? That was the highest grossing movie <laughs> two years ago. Anyway, uh, no games to speak of this week. But a gaming-based announcement for 302010. Ooh, you guys. <laughs> yes, in an effort to both speed up the show and dig a little more into the games. And I have teamed up with my pals from Video Game Apocalypse, our weekly video game show that covers, uh, that does a little magazine-y topic uh, every week that's evergreen. And then, of course, covered news, new releases, and all the stuff that's going on in the world. We're going to blow through, we're going to talk, we're going to mention the games that come out in each segment, but uh, we're going to go uh, in depth into them with the Video Game Apocalypse guys, because uh, they, they like me, have a background in games, mm-hmm. and sometimes I want to talk uh, these ladies' ears off, which is totally not necessary to... <laughs> come on, you didn't love my insightful and biting commentary on video games all these past years? No, no, it's, 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 it's not... You know, when I say, I've heard of that, or I played that one. Yep. It's not, it's just like, say, like, uh, yep. Michael... Everyone who I've done the show with previously, yeah, uh, and this includes Michael, we were living video games in mm-hmm. 09. We were working for a giant video game company, and like literally it's our full-time job. So we have a bunch of stupid fucking memories that, like, I don't know, like may slow down the show a little bit. And I'm excited to unleash them somewhere awesome. because that's, it, that was always really fun to reminisce about because it was one of the most exciting times in my life. With that, we've got to get into the music of 1989, uh, October 25th to the 31st. We've got new releases by the Hooters. <laughs> Sorry, that took me off guard. Mm. Uh, Zigzag by the Hooters. Uh, Flying in a Blue Dream by Joe Satriani. Uh, Holding Back the River by Wet, Wet, Wet. And Built to Last, the final studio album by The Grateful Dead. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, 1989. Huh. 89, yeah. Because they were done... When did Garcia die? 95? I think. Uh, 90, somewhere 94, around there. Yeah. Okay. I, I, did, I, thought, I just assumed it was much, much uh, longer ago. But... Well, I mean, they kept touring right. and... They put out some live albums of the touring. I mean, they were still making a huge amount of the most successful tour yeah. every single year. Yeah, like, and, and, oh man, period. those articles I loved reading about Grateful Dead tours. The amount of money to be made if you were a drug dealer, <laughs> like, uh, following their tour around, sure. like it, they took a huge hit when they stopped touring. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yes, we Miss You Much by Janet Jackson is still number one. Yeah, even with the new Grateful Dead album out. What? And um, 
But we'll close out with Built to Last by the, by the Dead. And uh, when we get back, it's 1999 time, everyone. Built to last, your time itself falls running from the wall. Built to last, your sunshine feels and darkness moves on. Built to last, my ears roll past like clouds deep in the sky. Show me something built to last, something Star, baby. I'm just oh. like, mm. oh god, I can't oh, believe they're both pouring over my head. I love it. 99 songs. It. I think you can pinpoint it. That, that's the year the music died. Oh, uh, I mean, <laughs> I can't with All Star, but I kind of like Smooth. No, I love this song. I I'm so sick of it. It got so but, overplayed I'm that ready I never for it to come back ever. That's what we will get in, again. We will get into. Maybe I'll embed the video I made where I uh, dressed up Mario like Santana and did a video instead. Called it Smoother Mario Odyssey featuring Rob Santana. Nice. And <laughs> something that still makes me giggle, but this we're coming in with Smooth by Santana featuring Rob Thomas. Uh, and it's number one this week, and it'll be on the charts for like another fucking year. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It's, it, so like, okay, so here's the thing. Yeah. Well, well, one, like now that this has like kind of been memefied and like we all seem to have the same experience. I've never felt so in sync with society that we all kind of like hate or like... God damn smooth. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Did we really need that much smooth? But like in a historical context, we were talking about earlier in the year was the beginning of the Latin craze. That's yeah. the, like right. Carlos Santana is, is famous in music circles, but is not an album pusher. Right. He got lumped into that category as the Latin craze. Mm. He's got the Matchbox 20 guy. Mm-hmm. So it gets in the rock thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, but it's also in pop. So this, I, I remember flipping through the stations when I was delivering shit for whatever insurance company or Chinese place I was working for, this was on every station oh, yeah. except for like hip hop. It was everywhere. Well, and then you get your classic rock boomers yes. because they love. Mm-hmm. Yes, Canada. you have a classic rocker doing a pop song with a new rocker. Like, that, one of the biggest pop stars. Where it comes out pretty poppy, yeah. so it's on every fucking station. It was unavoidable, and it, it, I remember it came to a point like. I hate this song more than any song that's ever happened. Yes. I've said it to myself in the car <laughs> to no one. There was no Twitter. Like, I hate this song so fucking much. And I stand by it. I, I, I never mean, want to hear it again. How many movies and television programs have you seen where they're flashing back to late 90s, early aughts? Oh, and they do. open <laughs> with this song. Yep. It's just like that is the signifier for this time period. It is it is a crane shot zooming in on Spring Break 96. Yep. It and is. then it's just like close-ups of low-slung jeans with uh, tramp stamp tattoos. And again, I always say that one of the funniest things I ever saw, I didn't know what this dude was doing. It was at a sketch comedy show in San Francisco at Piano Fights. And the dude just did a... Uh, uh, a 1940s detective monologue, but it was only lyrics from Smooth. Oh, and nice. She was just like the ocean, under the moon. How did I get from you? Uh, <laughs> almost oh, as nonsensical one. as like, Kiss Morose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like 
oh. seven inches from the midday sun. Like seven inches <laughs> from the midday sun. Sure. I never got that. Mm. Why? Uh, yeah. I, I really, I want to know what is the saturation point? At what point do you start to hate something that you love? Because, yeah, I admit it. I like this song. It's yeah. catchy. It's fun. I love Santana. I, I hate this song now, though. Yeah. I can't say I love it because I never, ever want to hear it again because I heard it so much. And, and no, I'm back. I want to hear it again. And remember, we, we, had a, lie. we had a mutual friend who was like like 26 years old and like, who's your favorite band? And she's like, Santana. And we all oh just laughed. Oh, my God. It was. Because like, <laughs> but like, because this song it also. It was a crazy night. <laughs> did a disservice to, to Santana from people of our generation. Yeah. Now he's a joke. I mean, I guess, but also. I actually don't like Santana. I only like the song. <laughs> so wow. I just, I can't with the noodling. <laughs> I'm just not a noodler. Oh, God damn it. Oh, man. Yeah. Nah. I'm going to tie not... you up, make you listen to a Braxis. Oh, God. That uh, cool album, man. Yeah. So it was my dad, my dad would listen to Santana. So, like, I, it was not new what? to me, but like, I, I, this has to, I'm positive this is his best selling album. Oh, forever and ever and ever and, by and, far and that was because he like he was an older musician who could still like pretty capably do the things he always did sure. and got a giant group of guest stars in the album it wasn't just matchbox 20 kid yeah he's and, like one of those djs now where you like get their album but it's no sync. it's just all different featuring mm-hmm. rihanna mm-hmm. featuring yeah. blah 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 that's yeah everything i can't, I even, I can't remember any other song off the fucking album because like i don't i will never go near it again there was that Maria. Oh, we got Maria another one. one. <laughs> yep, that's going to hit number one later. Yeah, get used to it. Oh my goodness! But oh, it, it's going to be this forever, though. This uh, is—I mean, it's not going to be as bad as as the the dark times of Black Black Eyed Peas. Sure, but get used to hearing and smooth is number one this week. Smooth. Um, what if we just have that be our ninety nine intro song for as long as it's on the charts? <laughs> <laughs> to really give us the flavor of 99. <laughs> oh, damn it. You know, I thought about that for a while of just let's play the number one song every week over and over and over just so you feel yeah. you feel what we feel of oh god, we got to talk about this again. That was that was but a- No, we want to we want to focus on more exactly. stuff. Other yeah. things are happening. Other things are happening. Yeah, and, and I, I like it because you get one of those semi-obscure things back when music was like really really important and only accessible through MTV and the radio. Uh, it really brings you back uh, in 1999. Yeah, 2009's too diversified, in my opinion. Like, like it, this and No Scrubs are like mm-hmm. two songs that bring <laughs> me back to driving my mom, driving me around with my mm-hmm. friends in the minivan. Or me driving <laughs> to community college. Whatever. There's an age gap. I was going um, to community college, too, because I was in dual enrollment. No, oh, Jesus Christ. It's <laughs> wonder when she was going to bring that. It only took her two years. Nerd. <laughs> I am a nerd. New music releases also include, ah, oh, 24-7, Tina Turner's final studio album. Did she die? She's not dead. No. Ike is dead. Ike okay. is dead. Sorry, she just haven't seen her in forever. Like I don't. Well, you know. yeah, she, she retired. For? She's like in her seventies, and she's just oh, fuck it. I'm yeah, retired. Again. I have to do this shit. VH1 stopped doing diva specials. What the fuck? They should bring those back. <laughs> yeah. Looking forward, the last album by Crosby, Stills, and Nash and Young. Uh, wow, Under the Influence by Alan Jackson, The Science of Things by Bush, Only God Can Judge Me by Master P. Uh, number four by uh, Stone Temple Pilots, Metropolis Part Two, Scenes from a Memory by Dream Theater, Make Yourself by Incubus. Self-titled debut. Is it the debut of Leanne Rhymes? 
No, no, I think okay. it's your second. Okay. Emergency and I by the Dismemberment Plan and the Aquabats versus the Floating Eye of Death by the Aquabats. Yay! And as time goes by by Brian Ferry, this is a fucking crazy group of music. <laughs> yes. Sorry, like, I feel like I, this, does this still happen? Like, no. these are a bunch of holdovers from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and today. And, <laughs> and then you get reintroduced to, like, Master P and the Dismemberment Plan and, like, the same, wow, yeah. sorry. And then it's just we're a, getting our, like, Glimmers of Incubus, which, yes. that was a big album it was it was huge yeah i mean the morning view their fault their next album was huge album for me but this one was pretty big this too. Is the, like the full dj shit this like, is the one with drive mm. which is was their big single is that the one where in the middle of the song he just goes ah, 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 ah. <laughs> you're gonna have to narrow that one down <laughs> uh <laughs> And uh, a little bit of news are bringing in 1999, October 25th to the 31st. Uh, we have a World Series victory. New York Yankees beat the Atlanta Braves, and there's really no reason to celebrate that at all, is there? No. Nah. Um, because, yeah, I think it, this is the time when the New York Yankees was the richest team in the world, and I believe Doug Stanhope said rooting for the Yankees is like going to Vegas and rooting for the house. Like, <laughs> they're supposed to win. <laughs> yep. Uh, don't do that, unless you live there. But uh, movies of 1999... <laughs> Uh, House on Haunted Hill is still number one at the box office, uh, October twenty fifth to the thirty first. Well, it's not still; it's snuck back. It's snuck up there oh, because it it's Halloweenies time. Hey, yeah, look at that. Uh, not very good movie that I uh, kind of liked at the time. And, yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's a level of movie. I don't know why you would go to see it in a theater. This mm-hmm. this is a kind of shit that you watch on video, or it's coming on HBO, and you go, "Yeah, I could watch a horror movie." And oh man, this is baffling because I don't know if we got to talk about the original movie. We have not. And that we have not gotten to talk about the original yet. That but we do get to talk about the sequel. I feel like I should do a laser time episode about like really, really special made for VHS movie. Because we just did that laser time about creepy dolls, and it occurred to me like this is the most straight to video stuff we've ever talked about. Mm. But Freeway was like instrumental, like when we we all went through puberty. All of our introductions to Reese Witherspoon, this dark, ah. gothic, like, natural-born killers take on Little Red Riding Hood, for real, that exists. Huh. And yeah. it was a slow, slow, like, success on the VHS market. And that was, like, what, like, four or five years ago? Yeah, I want to say 94? Yeah, maybe as, as early as, like, 92 or 93, because I don't remember it getting a theatrical release at all. It was just something you heard about yeah, being one of those video where, stores. Like, it probably got, it was independent. It probably got a couple theaters in L.A. and New York, maybe. Yeah, so and it, it's practically straight to video, he, and it's really good. It's awesome. And it's, it's right up there with Doom Generation. Let's mm. talk 90s straight-to-video movies, everyone. But uh, it's 1999. We talked about uh, Reese Witherspoon getting, doing Election this year, mm-hmm. one of her yeah. best movies. And Freeway 2 is now out without her. Uh, <laughs> Confessions of a Trick Baby, Natasha Leone, <laughs> David <laughs> Allen Greer. Dag. Dag. One of my favorite subtitles ever. What the fuck does that even mean? Confessions of a yeah. Trick Baby. Uh, well, let's see if the trailer illuminates. It doesn't. But Crystal can deal with it. Her friend is a little psychotic. She's got life. I have something to smile about. I've been on America's Most Wanted three times. But fugitives can't be picky. We made it to Mexico. We're home free. I'm glad we're going to be together, white girl. He just killed two senior citizens. Okay, I have no idea what this what is. And this could be a totally unrelated movie that's just called Freeway 2. We have not looked into it. It's it's not, actually. It's made wow. by the same guy. Oh, it is? Okay. Um, 
which is odd. This is vaguely inspired by Hansel and Gretel, like Freeway is sort of about oh. Red Riding Hood. Starring, yeah, Natasha Leone, who is always fun. And if you like Orange is the New Black, she sends part of this in prison, so that's fun. Oh, that's and, right. uh, wait, Kiefer was... Sutherland was the big bad wolf in, in the original free yeah, right? I know. God yeah, damn. Yeah, Kiefer Sutherland was the big bad haunting. wolf. It's so good. And uh, yeah, she's just like a monumental, violent, fuck up person, hooker, whatever. And yeah, she goes on the run with another con. They break out of jail and then they go on crazy adventures where they're all fucked up and crazy and weird things happen. And they're just like. The cast is kind of weird. It's like, okay, in the trailer, I spotted John Landis as a judge. David Allen Greer is their is her lawyer. I'm like, okay. Its reputation is not great, but I did see a lot of like cult sites saying, you know, this is not as good as Freeway. Not even close, but it is some trashy-ass fun. Yeah, it, well, I mean, that's I don't <laughs> ever hear anybody talk about the glory that is Freeway, but it was a fucking hmm. dope movie if you were hmm. at, the, at the right age, and mm-hmm. it's it's cool that we get to talk about it again. Can't yeah. see as... Oh, I totally recommend Freeway. I don't know if I can re- recommend Freeway to colon confessions of a trick, a trick baby. Baby. Um, <laughs> trick baby. Jesus. <laughs> I just imagine a little baby that does like circus performances. I think you obviously uh. didn't see it the movie because then you'd be aware of the trick daddy cameo. Oh, and uh-uh. <laughs> Jesus, I feel like my dad. Uh, uh, is, is is the next movie? If I'm not mistaken. Is this the directorial debut of Antonio Banderas? Uh, I don't know if it's his debut. I can double check that, but it, it is directed by Antonio Bandaras. Bandaras. The uh, Mason XB. <laughs> and starring his wife, as well as Richard Schiff, John Beasley, Rod Steiger, Meatloaf, Kathy Moriarty, Lucas Black, and David Morse. But my favorite was Aunt Lucille. This is my big break. This is Hollywood. What does Chester say about all this? He said, shut your mouth, Lucille. You're not going anywhere. Unlike most folks, she was determined enough to follow her journey. All I know is you only got one life, Pito. You can't sit around waiting for your next life to start. He must be crazy, Aunt Lucille. And brave enough to take a chance. You going out there to be a movie star? I hope you know how to wait tables. I am a huge fan of Southern accents in movies. And that Mm -hmm. kid is very authentic. Because it's almost like, (laughs) this kid should not be narrating this film. (laughs) This should be Tom Hanks trying to do a Southern accent. Uh, Good Lord, I have never seen this film. Crazy in Alabama. Um... I do love my southern fried cheese, mm-hmm. and this is pretty southern fried cheesy, but not not especially good. Mm. It's not good, but it is fun in goofy ways, isn't it? Like Melanie Griffith's like the free spirit aunt who likes to do fun stuff and wear tight dresses because it's the 60s, and she's going to go to Hollywood, but then her mean husband tells her no, and then... Well, she kills him and has her his head in a hat box. <laughs> she takes on her road trip. <laughs> oh, that took a turn. Really did. Yeah, it really takes a I'm turn. For. They called it crazy in Alabama. I don't understand. It's in the title. Sure. It's in the- Yeah. I like that Meatloaf is having a big year. <laughs> in the movie. Yeah. yeah. His, his name is Robert Paulson. Is, uh... His tits sucked out and he's yeah. back in another movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. No, it's it's pretty goofy but not necessarily good goofy i mean some people it really depends on on what your tolerance is for wacky southern goings on y'all uh very low i mean i have a lot of that in my life already yeah so. like all, uh, I see. all i have to do is drive 10 miles yeah all i have to do it. is visit my relatives yeah uh-huh. <clears throat> well i don't know how to segue into an ldp movie but we got it uh <laughs> <sighs> yeah this this, this came to theaters 99 has been an amazing year in film, but this week is just goofy all around. 
Yeah, uh, Bob Corton, Dynamire, and Lou Diamond Phillips, the greatest name of an actor ever. Truly. Uh, In the movie Bats, I'll I'll let the trailer (laughs) explain. What exactly is going on here, gentlemen? Are you saying some kind of bat did this? The bats that we're talking about, they're very special. Evacuate the town immediately. This isn't going to work. I know what these things are capable of. That's what I remember about it. The logo was upside down. I love that. Because yeah. it's like they're hanging upside down. That's yeah. I, but that's all I remember. <laughs> I never saw bats. But now I really want it's, to. No, it's pretty bad. It's Jaws it with bats. With a whole cave full of bats. <laughs> and there's a couple times we get close-ups of the bats and they're really stupid bat puppets. Oh, man. Yeah, you can see, even see it looked, it looked like that. Uh, Gremlin from Gremlins 2, like yeah. in a couple of those shots. Well, the thing is, is yeah. bats are truly scary because they are rabies bit. vectors. Well, and, they're flying rats. And they, I mean, they're very cool as animals, but you have to be very careful with bats because, like I said, they carry rabies and a lot of times their mouths are very tiny. So if they bite you, it's very hard to tell sometimes if you've been what? bitten by oh, a bat. Why you got to tell people So this? If you ever, you know, think that you might have been bitten by a bat and you're just not sure, I would seek medical attention. And we had our first rabies death in Florida, I think, last year, two years ago, huh? uh, in oh. like decades from a little boy that got bit by a bat and died mm. of rabies. Can't happen cool. to me. Well. Yeah. So let this be your bat rabies PSA. I tell everyone about it. Watch out for bats, y'all. I'd also they're like to vectors. reiterate it. I like bats. Me too. I do too. A they're PS- so cute and they're pretty and they eat lots of bugs. They do. But yeah, I don't I don't want to touch any in the wild no. because they're wild animals. You really don't. Like the way this kid died is that there was like a sick bat that was like on the ground, flapping around on the ground. And so oh. his family like caught it and like put it in a cooler and was like, we'll take it to the animal hospital. Don't touch it though. Mm. And the little oh, kid no. didn't listen, and because little kids, you know, are curious about animals, and yeah, it's because not people a good keep deal. saying bats are cool. I mean, they are. Sarah's, well, he, let me reiterate a point. So cool. uh, Jeremy King put on Facebook today. A guy's been on the show before. We all know uh, bats sleep upside down. Yes, and we've all mm. seen bat guano. Right. How is this happening? <laughs> Like, well, they're not shitting in their sleep. Well, like every other animal, just shitting when they need to shit, like dripping down their face and body, or like that's that's the image I got when he posted that. And maybe that's why bats are so fucking filthy because they have their own shit all over their mouths because they shit while sleeping upside down. That, oh, why am I so no, mad at bats? No, you want some quality video? Watch, uh, oh, it might just be called Bat Rave or something, where someone just filmed bats hanging upside down, moving around, and then flipped the image oh so God, it looks yes. like they're on the dance floor. It's awesome. <laughs> I saw that. It's so cutie. It, like, it does look like they're mingling. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They're uh, adorable. Oh, and a uh, hard pivot, sort of, uh, for this week. Music of the Heart, a movie starring Kieran Culkin, Jane Lee, Leaves, Liv- Angela, Angela Bassett, Gloria Stefan, Aiden Quinn, and Meryl Streep in Music of the Heart. What's the matter? We heard you got fired. They don't want music anymore. They slashed the budget. I see. After 10 years, after 1,400 kids have, been, have learned the violin. You think I haven't noticed what you've done for these kids? She gave them a gift. They could never imagine. They gave the system a fight it would never forget. Some think that music isn't important. 
for our kids. Music yeah. of the Heart, a film by Wes Craven. It's yeah, Wes right. Craven's only non-horror movie ever, uh, coming out ten years to the almost the day of Shocker. Well, the real horror is slashing funding for arts programs <laughs> in our true. in our schools. Yeah, That's nothing true. scarier than That's that. That's how you make serial killers. We all know this. <sighs> it's so weird seeing Baby Kieran Culkin now because I am hip deep in Succession and loving every second of it. And I'm like, oh, baby Karen Culkin, you turn out to be so bad. <laughs> but no, I've not. It's so good. I have not seen this film. It didn't get great reviews. Uh, yeah, I did read. Well, the, yeah, the critics didn't like it. It was, it, it got one of those like amazing audience scores where everybody who mm. saw it loved it because it's so goddamn heartwarming. Mm. I saw it back in the day. It's fine. Yeah, it just like Wes Craven is a fascinating story. Just like a guy who wanted to make films and got his start cutting porn and just like edged his way into the industry with low budget horror. Oh. But I doubt that was what he always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I think he had signed a contract with the Weinstein's, and it was like a three picture deal. Two must be horror, and the third you can do whatever you want. And this is it. Okay. Uh, he he made a, a movie about classical music in a public school. I mean, I really wish they had called it Wes Craven's Music of the Heart. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Wes Craven's new song. Oh, that would oh, be wonderful. No. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's based on a true story of yes, yeah, woman who teaches uh, in Harlem, teaching uh, music, especially violin, and how like she wouldn't give up on those keys mm. and. Uh, you know, it falls into that genre that often gets criticized as being white savior type movies mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, these black kids wouldn't have done well if this white woman hadn't come and believed in them, which is like, yes, but maybe they would have. Yeah. You had a black <laughs> teacher. Maybe right. if just they needed someone to care and it doesn't have to be like. Sort of what oh, teachers are there for. <sighs> doesn't yeah. always have to be dangerous minds. Yeah. I was just yeah. going to say schmaltzy, but I guess that yeah. applies too. Also, I do have to say mm. that I freaking love Angela Bassett. She mm-hmm. just, I do think yeah. she elevates everything she's in. And yeah, she's just wonderful. I did glance at some information. Meryl Streep learned how to play the violin for this fucking movie. It looked very authentic insane. when she was doing it in the I think trailer. practiced six hours a day for a few weeks in order mm-hmm. to play convincingly on camera. Like That's always been one of my heart's desires <laughs> to play the violin. Oh, really? Yeah. I am the opposite. I'm learning tennis right now. I think violin's next on the list. I, I was in the, the, the gifted program, and I found out one year, we had to sign up for our classes. I just wanted to be like going to the computer room and do cartoon stuff. And like, well, that, that's all full. Like, well, so I'm like, oh, God, this is all this like geography stuff in it. Like, ooh, electronic strings. That sounds cool. Found out it was a violin class. So I took a violin class for that's a whole cool. semester. Fucking hated it. Oh, fucking man, I hated loved it. That. Hated it. I can still play a Mary had a little lamb and a violin. Just throw me, throw me one. And watch me go. Oh, I have uh, had the weirdest gifted classes. <laughs> Not that fun. And uh, yeah, kids, this is how good it did me. <laughs> there you go. That's right. You too could be a podcaster. <laughs> yeah. No, you want to hear extra weird? Uh, Meryl Streep was cast after Madonna walked. What? what? Yeah. Madonna's got mean face. No one would buy her teaching public school kids. <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah. She can't help it. I mean, she's she was wonderful as Evita Perone. I think that's kind of... She's got to stay in mean face roles. It's a good, it's a good uh, hypothetical. Like, who would have brought this movie over the top more in 1999, Meryl Streep or Madonna? I think mm-hmm. it's a bit of a toss-up. Mm-hmm. They were both... Mm-hmm. They, were, they could both command an audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's move yeah, on. Yeah, but people would have made fun of Madonna, you know, trying true. to inspire the kids right. to love music. Yeah. 
Well, that's, it, I think that's only because Madonna chose the worst movies to be in. Like everything yes, about her in yeah. League of Their Own is fantastic, and yes. she should have been like our next great actress. Uh, that she's fucking great in that movie. Yeah. Uh, but she had to be Breathless Mahoney and Dick Tracy <laughs> and make a whole album about it. Uh, moving on to television of 1999, uh, October 25th to the 31st, Hughleys uh, yeah. has an episode out. We haven't really talked about the Hughleys very much, but it no. is a. It was. I remember it being a very delightful show. I always liked DL Hughley. I love DL Hughley. I think he's great. Mm-hmm. Like I just very funny. Um, and you know, this is a, a television program. Like he's a family man. It's just basically your kind of run the mill sitcom. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is their Halloween episode, which is uh, he and his buddy spend a lot of the episodes scaring the neighborhood kids with tales of the coyote man. Mm. And then they decide to go out into the woods and try to scare some people, and then they end up scaring themselves. This is a very common sitcom. This television episode inspired by a movie that we talked about earlier this year. Can you guess which one it could be? Mm. By the way, you haven't seen my husband, have you? Because we expected him home by now. Well, we wanted to speak with him, so we searched the woods near the incident, but all we found was this video camera. Well, this is Daryl's. Maybe the tape will tell us what's going on. That's evidence, so I'll need to look at that. It's a cop's quick hide the punch. <laughs> Those are my kids. Oh, well, that is definitely not my husband. He has a totally different coyote dance. <laughs> Let's just see if there's anything else. Hey, Sap, 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 come on. Hold the camera light over here. We can't see. Daryl, how could you get us lost in two acres of woods? <laughs> We're not lost, Dave. I know exactly where we are. Yeah, in the woods. <laughs> Man, the one time I leave the house without a compass. It's <laughs> two acres of woods. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Blair Witch parody. Yeah. I uh, mean, this is like the, the perfect Halloween episode for a sitcom in the 90s. Yeah, I love Halloween episodes, basically, of all situation mm-hmm. comedies. And then when you bring in a parody of a horror movie released earlier in the year, it's perfect. It's great. Yeah, I, I, I rarely Very do cute. this, uh, but I'm mad curious now. One of the things I love most about old holiday specials, period, especially old Halloween specials, mm-hmm. is that uh, everyone kind of has to go as a rights-free character. Mm. <laughs> uh, everyone's sort of like generic devil, generic witch, mm-hmm. generic ghost, generic clown. And that's stopped. Like uh, somewhere within the last 10 years. Yes, we're we like, were just talking. I was talking about this earlier with some friends, actually. And I think mm-hmm. part of the reason is that it's gotten like just costumes have gotten cheaper. It's gotten easier to just buy licensed costumes. No. Like, well, I think in terms of clearing them for television. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant just kids dressing up in no, general. No, no, I, I, no. I just, yeah. I, but, but old time, but like, that's the thing. Like, I'm sure we all think of like the office thing where everybody's dressed up like the Joker. Sure. And like, mm-hmm. do you have to clear that with Warner Brothers if you were? I'm asking our Hollywood mm-hmm. listeners, and I don't we know. there are many of you. Yeah. Uh, is that something you have to clear? Because like, you know, I'm thinking like Community's Halloween episode. Everyone's dressed as a licensed character. Right. Makes it seem more authentic. Yeah. Um, but, but like, yeah, back in the day, like, I would have killed if like someone from Full House showed up dressed as He Man. Like, yeah. but they never, they, they never could. They were Uncle angels Jesse. or devils or rock stars, <laughs> or maybe Elvis. Yeah. Right, Elvis. Yes, <laughs> maybe Elvis. Yeah, no, we were talking about it earlier. I was talking about it with some friends about how when I was, even when I was growing up, like, we just dressed up as, like, things that came out of the dress-up, like, chest, basically. Oh, yeah. Like, I was always a witch Bandit. or a cat or a clown. <laughs> yes, guys, I was a clown a couple of years. Uh, I don't know why. Hobo. Uh, yeah. Oh, I forget hobo. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. And now everyone's branded. Yeah. <laughs> One of my friend's kids is dressing up as Thor, but with the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> just like, okay. Because he just wants to wear okay. the Infinity Infinity Gauntlet around. All right. Mm. Okay. Huh? I don't think that's canon, but go for it. Um, I don't know how to put together my costume this year, but um, I'm trying to dress up as something topical, but I don't know how to Mm. put together a costume that embodies Ukrainian ethics. Um, Mm. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's, it's going to go over big time when I describe it to NPR. You're just like a dude eating pierogies. (laughs) 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 And bonus, you get to eat pierogies. I love pierogies. No one hates pierogies. Um, except for the cat who's hungry. Uh, also out this week is a TV, another Judd Nelson TV movie. Yeah, Holy man. shit. This guy's everywhere. Uh, and Paul Abdul in Mr. Rock and Roll, the Alan Freed story. Yeah. Ooh. No idea what this is. Alan Freed. He, uh, was a radio DJ who is kind of credited with mainstreaming rock and roll basically and kind of integrating radio play mm. and bringing in, you know, black singers and stuff and playing them right after he was playing white singers and and kind of (gasps) opening up all of this, you know, music that was going on during the fifties to a wider audience. And then he would like put on concerts that had a fully integrated audience because he was having all different acts on there. So he kind of is like credited with like bringing about rock and roll, like as we know it with Mm. all the different genres. And now all I can picture is a scene of a, irate bald man outside of a radio studio with his fingers in his ear. Unlock this door! Unlock it! <laughs> let's, see if, let's see if that has anything to offer. Welcome to Rock and Roll Party number one. Head back to the roots of rock and roll with the incredible true story of Alan Free. I will be playing a new kind of music. Turn that music off! You can't stop this sound! It's ugly, it's trash. You can't stop me from playing it! He was the man who dared to spin the records that set the world on its ear. Kids love him. He is the hottest thing. <laughs> Alan Free could really jumpstart things around here. We're going to teach this town to rock. Starring Paul Abdul and Judd Nelson as Alan Free. Mark my words, this song's going to be a hit. Featuring the music of Buddy Holly, Jerry Lee Lewis, Little Richard, Bill Haley and his comments, Bo Diddley, and more. You know the music. Now meet the man who brought it all to life. Another White Savior movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah. Well, this, uh, it's weird because it's like at the time black music was popular with black folks and white music was popular by white folks. But white folks are the majority and you can make a lot more money selling stuff to white folks. So it does take like white guys crossing the barrier or just doing the right thing and being like, yeah, we're not going to segregate. That is progress. You hear that? White mumble rappers. Balls in your court. <laughs> Let's see if you can do yep. this. And yet, really, the color that mattered was green. Yeah. Uh, because he was part of the payola scandal. He was kind of the center of the payola scandal. Wow. The idea of a record companies paying to have their music played, yeah. to pretend it's popular, and now it becomes popular. And, uh, yeah, he ended up being fired and died in disgrace of alcoholism and before he was, like, 50. Yeah, kind of sad. Sad end for yeah. this dude, like for age. sure. But what- yep. Well, I, I, I'm guessing to his credit, he was offered that money because of how influential he probably was. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, exactly. And yeah, eventually you got to make more than $20,000 a year as a radio teacher. Um, mm, yeah, that's what I mean. That's honestly, it's up to white people to step forward and make racism stop. 
<laughs> There's a big difference between it's white true. saviorism and just, no, we got to fix our fucking assholes on our side. Just mm-hmm. do the right thing. Yep. Sounds like Listen a... Listen, Davis. Do watch, the right thing. do the right thing. That sounds like a Start giant there. defense of the green mind. <laughs> what is it? The green book um, from Diana. Never yeah. mind. And the green mile mm-hmm. and the green lantern. Yeah. Just watch them all. All the greens. Yeah, I got it wrong. <laughs> just watch them all. Um, got my... Black Green movie wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, and video games of 1999, uh, terrible. Mm. Oh, not, maybe oh. if you're for console gamers, there's stuff like Pharaoh and Ballistic out that I've never heard of. For PC, maybe you have. Uh, and again, we're going to talk more about this. Patreon.com slash laser time. We'll talk more about video games for you. But hopefully not South Park Chef's Love Shack. Uh, one of South Park's mm-hmm. first-ish games. Wait, no, I think that... I can't remember. Yeah, no, that's out on Dreamcast right now. Um, right now. But that is a trivia game uh, that uses the voice talents of South Park. And the only thing I remember about it, like, we were just sort of, like, catching on, like, hey, wait a minute. Games based on movies and TV shows are terrible. And the South Park guys are like, yeah, they are. Th- these games are terrible. And, like, acknowledging that their <laughs> games were terrible, even though their voices in them. And Rayman <clears throat> 2. Oh, actually, speaking of, I can talk about a crossover what? coming up on the Ultra 64 podcast. Both my husband Michael and I will be talking about the only crossover game that ever mattered. Ooh. Fucking GoldenEye 00764. Mm, all right. Ultra 64 yeah. podcast. I can't wait. Yep. What? <laughs> but, it was so much fun. No, we talked about Gold, Gold, uh, Goldeneye the movie and Goldeneye the N64 game. And oh. How it's like the only game I've ever been good at. Yeah, it's wow. That's astonishing to hear about it. Now that's all I want to talk about because that's the one movie that, like, I hate the movie. Mm. <laughs> I oh. played the, I never saw it until like the 2010s. Like, but I played oh. the shit of the game and it was just odd seeing, like, why are they acting out these origami scenes from the game? Oh, that's right. This is based <laughs> on a movie that yeah. I never saw. And yeah, the game sticks really close to the movie, which mm-hmm. is rare in itself. And I found out that the game was made by like way fewer people than I thought would oh, yeah. be involved in making one of the biggest games ever. It was very, very late. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, and and your husband can also probably talk about on Patreon.com slash Laser Time or whatever we're going to call this show, uh, Rayman 2. But it's, it's Rayman finally becoming a franchise. And this yeah. was the highest review scores I think Rayman's ever got. Uh, his follow-up to Rayman, Rayman 2, The Great Escape. I forget. It has a bunch of subtitles. It's weird. It, it released on a bunch of different platforms and a bunch of different territories under a lot of different names. But it's, just, for all intents and purposes, the the sequel, full sequel to Rayman. Rayman 2 uh, performed very, very well. And uh, the Rayman games have all been pretty great. I, I like them quite a bit. Um, and we're going to go out with, oof, Sour Girl by Stone Temple Pilots. Um, Which... Okay, this is cool, because Stone Temple Pilots uh, number four was, it came out this week in 99, and this song sounds straight out of 93, because yeah. they have a consistent sound, but it was sort of a comeback for them, because they they had trouble, yo. They did. They had yeah. problems. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. Among them, their lead singer, I believe. Yeah, there's a reason. There aren't a lot of grunge lead singers left now, 20 I, years sure. later. I sometimes want to like sit kids on my knee and tell them, like, all of my rock stars are dead and I'm not 40 yet. Like, Eddie Vedder <laughs> is all we got. Everyone else yeah. from the Seattle scene is dead. Yeah. <laughs> all the singers. We don't got no more Sound Gardens or Alice in Chains or Stone Temple Pilots <laughs> and Nirvanas. They're all gone. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, take us out, STP, and we will be right back with 2009. Don't move.
Mrs. Internet and all the ships at sea, it's time for Diana's Classic Corner, where we look even further back in time this week to see if there's anything worth a watching. And for the week of October 25th through 31st, I'm going to fudge dates a teeny tiny bit so that I can get in a recommendation for movie Ninochka this week, uh, which came out 80 years ago, 1939. I'm fudging the dates because in a couple of weeks we have like a bunch of things I want to recommend. And this week, not really. So I'm pushing it up a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm, I'm a liar and a fraud. Anyway, Ninochka uh, is an incredibly adorable movie. Co-written by my favorite filmmaker of all time, Billy Wilder, and directed by his favorite filmmaker of all time, Ernst Lubitsch. And it is a comedy starring Greta Garbo and Melvin Douglas. Greta Garbo plays this, like, super dour, Stalinist, Soviet kind of envoy lady who just thinks everything is so decadent and capitalist, and she's just so joyless. And then she goes to Paris because of this political intrigue stuff, and she meets up with Melvin Douglas, who's really suave. And the tagline is, Garbo laughs! They sold this movie just in the idea that this big star, going back to the silence, is always so, so stone-faced and serious. Like, she's going to be in a comedy. And most of the time, they're just playing on, she's very serious, and she's in a comedy. And then she finally laughs. And it's so weird. Like, I don't know what to compare it to now. We have anyone that's like that super dark. Like, I don't know, Lord. If Lord made a, a slapstick comedy with the Fairley Brothers. I don't know. Anyway, uh, it is hard to spell and it is hard to pronounce Ninochka, N-I-N-O-T-C-H-K. They probably should have come up with a better title for it. But anyway, uh, it is lovable and adorable and 1939 is an amazing year for film and this is one of the reasons. So please go watch uh, Greta Garbo laugh in Ninochka. And that's it for this week. Stay classic. <laughs> Above my head, a sock hop beneath my bed. A disco ball is just hanging by a thread. I'd like to make myself believe this planet Earth turns slowly. <laughs> Coming in with fireflies by Owl City. Ooh, the poor man's postal service. Ooh, man, that. I didn't think there could be that dated a sound from 2009. Mm. Uh, but mm-hmm. there we are, Owl City. I cringed at some of those lyrics. Rhyming hugs with lightning bugs. All right, you twee motherfuckers. <laughs> um, and welcome to 2009, October 25th to the 31st. Happy Halloween. You can celebrate with Emily Osment's debut, All the Right Wrongs, or KOD by Tech 9, or Save Me. Uh, San Francisco by Terrain, Sainthood by Tegan and Sarah, Armed but to the Teeth by Swollen Members. And Full Circle, Creed's first album since breaking up five years earlier. What a ride it's been with Creed. Wow. Oh, I'm so <laughs> glad they're back. So many ups. So many downs. Mm. Um, oh, I would be amiss if I didn't say Tegan and Sarah. I think it's my favorite band of all time. You're just saying it because you're mm. right. Um, Perhaps. <laughs> and I also, when I go to the hairdresser, I always bring a picture of one of them with me to be like, do this. Do this to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> doesn't always come out right <laughs> but she's great mm-hmm. and uh well speaking of ups and downs it's all up for these two uh <laughs> <laughs> the ride will never end a little bit of news in uh in, two, in 2009 ivanka trump marries jared kushner uh a haunted man. elf on the shelf jared kushner <laughs> marries one of the most beautiful and very smart and very complicit women in the world mm-hmm. yeah no one knew back then in 2009 that we would have to hear about these people ever again. 
Well, maybe because I think some people knew <laughs> the Democratic candidates weren't calling for an investigation into how they're profiting off. Anyway, is she very smart? I don't know. I think I she think just might she be. She is. Well, she's definitely smarter than her brothers. I don't know. I mean, I that think she's is a, like I think she's clever. She's okay. a clever businesswoman. Smarter and than she's her good brothers. Good at appearance. Yeah, and she's smarter than Uday and Kuse. <laughs> I mean, that really is the lowest bar in the world. Though. I know. I mean, that's that's part of. If I may get political for a second, the whole sham of this family is that they're all apolitical slash Democrats masquerading as Republicans, and they're terrible at it. Every time mm. you see Don Jr. on the news, he gets fucking his shit roasted because he sucks at it because he never believed in any of this. <laughs> oh, Donald Trump comes out and hugs the flag and mocks the people who are cheering him because they know they'll get off on it. It's like these people are making fun of you all the time, and they haven't got it yet. It's even under their breath occasionally. Mm-hmm. Like, it's ridiculous. Sorry! Um, <laughs> welcome back to 302010. It's okay. Not Chris Rants about the news. So uh, happy anniversary, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, good luck I know, fixing What do you get for your 10th anniversary? Mm. Oh, I know what you get for, hopefully, their 10th anniversary. Probably their 11th anniversary, though. Oh, I was going to say mm. Chief of Staff's edition. What year is the handcuff year? What? <laughs> what, what year is the candle wax? What? And riding crop. What, what, what does that come into play? I'm not married yet. Um, I'm not. I just you have to make it interesting. Uh, so maybe that's maybe you're saving that for the 80th anniversary. Mm. Uh, okay, movies of 2009, October 25th to the 31st. Skin with Sophie O'Connor, Sam Neill, and Alice Cridge. Um, yeah, this didn't get much of a release in the U.S., but it sounds fascinating. It's not the same movie skin that I thought it was, yeah. which is about neo-Nazis. Uh, this is based on a true story of a white South African couple who had a white baby, but she had a skin disorder that made her look like she was half black. Hmm. Wow. So she's played by Sophie Okonedo. So in apartheid South Africa, what do you do with someone who looks black but isn't? Basically, she ends up being black. Mm. And it's about her life. And it sounds very, very interesting. What, what, do, and what do her parents do? You're white. You live in this system of white privilege. Your baby's supposed to be white. And they're like, mm, no. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. It's, it's true. Um, House of the Devil with uh, Jesus, Jocelyn Deneau, Tom Noonan, Mary Warnov, and Greta Gerwig, and Dee Wallace. I've never heard of this. <laughs> yeah, so I thought this was the remake of an earlier House of the Devil, but it sounds like maybe it isn't. But it's an 80s throwback horror movie that hmm. has a lot of cult love behind it. Hmm. Okay. So I, it sounds like it's up your alley, Chris. I think for, for Halloween, you might want right. to try it out. All right. Uh, well, that was not the movie of the segment I thought I'd want to revisit. But uh, neither was this. <laughs> this movie has... has I don't know. It has no cult status on it, as far as I can tell. Marsha Gay Harden, William H. Gacy, Christ- <laughs> Christopher Gay... I can't. Morgan Freeman, and The Maiden Heist. What do we do now? Okay, just push it. Put it down, put it down. We're going to take the pieces during the move. Won't there be guards? We are the guards. Is it about actors getting old that they all have to star in like a, a heist movie yeah. at some point? I don't know. I, I don't actresses. know. And this one's like especially odd that yeah, there are older guys who work as 
security guards in a museum and they want to steal some paintings that they just like because they've been looking at them for so long. <laughs> oh, I love like, that. Yeah, Basically got no release and the reviews were not kind, but I feel bad that it didn't get much of a release because the company went bankrupt. Yeah. Mm, whoa, okay. I like the yeah, concept. It's a fun concept and sure. the cast is like, I want to see Morgan Freeman and Christopher Walken get in an argument. Sure. Why not? I want to yeah. see... Or work together or just have a dinner. Okay. I want to yeah, see the... William H. Macy try to organize people and then get very harried about it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys! My wife is in prison, you assholes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a movie I, I, I barely remember but I thought was wonderful is also yeah. out this week. Uh, a Town Called Panic. Uh, probably the lowest budget animated feature of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Plus romantique que la leçon de piano. Comment vous faites de la musique? Plus bouleversant que la marche de l'empereur. T'as dit quelque chose, Noval? Oui, il y a un truc qui bouge là-bas. Yeah, I don't like. Uh, okay, so yeah, I could not find a full English language version of the trailer. I also couldn't find a full English language version streaming, which infuriates me because the this is a Belgian film in French. And it's on Amazon, so you can watch it. I watched it, and I loved it. Mm -hmm. But I feel like little kids that really would like this, like seven, eight, six, they're going to need a dubbed version. And I wish there was one that was easily available because this movie is adorable. That's not the one that's on Amazon? It's not Because I saw it on Netflix a long time ago. Huh. Like in the first no. year of Netflix. I couldn't, I couldn't find it. Weird. Not dubbed. But yes. Yeah, but subbed. It's charming, and it's... Robot chickeny, that's the animation style. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's like not even as good as Robot yeah. Chicken. I mean, they're it's it's played with toys, but not like action figures. Mm -hmm. They remind me of the toys, like the little figures that you would have on the side of like a model railway. Yes, yes generic exactly. Toys. I saw a horse playing a piano and I was very into that. <laughs> very yeah. into that. So it's about cowboy, Indian, and horse and their problems with someone stealing the walls from their house. <laughs> and so they yes. go looking for who's stealing the walls and they uh, go to an underwater city and they go to the Arctic where there is a mechanical penguin that shoots snowballs at people because inside are some scientists who just think that's funny. And it's just so cute. It's, it's, it's so goofy. Mm -hmm. I am fully and on board. I totally it's probably my recommend of the week just because yeah. it's also sort of a weak week. But <laughs> it is. A weak I week. just yeah, it, it's just enchanting how silly it all is and there's like there, there's a mini series and there's a 2017 uh, christmas, christmas special. special i'm just seeing this for the first time what yeah oh wow well yeah, so i might check out the christmas special come holiday time just because it is so goofy show the subtitled version to your kids make them learn how to read what if they it's yeah that that's hard. true it's not like there's a ton of dialogue yeah. there is mm. uh, i mean indian does have a pretty cool catchphrase which is in english and it's oh no <laughs> and every time he said I'm so goofy, it just I love it so much like oh Cheval uh, oh no <laughs> yeah so much of it feels like just and also the way that they move feels like a little kid holding them and you know how yeah. you sort of jiggle mm -hmm. figures when they're talking like oh yeah everybody oh, okay and you're just jiggling them no they, they move like South Park characters that's awesome As, mm -hmm. yeah so I just yeah A Town Called Panic it sounds weird to, oh I'm gonna watch this Belgian animated kids thing yeah I, no like i, I, I got a lot of good laughs out of it it was one of the first things on netflix and i feel like that was the time where a belt uh, like a flemish is that the flemish movie could shine hmm. um yeah. 
but also out this week, a movie I have not seen with Jennifer Coolidge, Jermaine Clement, and Sam Rockwell, Gentleman Broncos. You're really going to enjoy the best writer's camp in the state. I'd like to introduce you to one of the greatest science fiction authors of our time, Ronald Sherman. I'm assuming you love to write fantasy fiction, except the character names in your stories are suffering. Need thou not be afraid, we can add Onius, Ainus, or Anus to just about anything, and it becomes magical. <laughs> this looks so cute. Yeah, I've not seen it. So, does anyone else think he sounds like Matt Berry there? Yes. Yes. Yes, <laughs> who's ironically playing his character in What We Do in the Shadows, the show. Yes. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> yes. my God. Full circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... It's weird, because some people really like this, and some people really did not. It's made by Jared Hess. You did Napoleon Dynamite? Mm-hmm. Right. And Nacho okay. Libre. That's why I know and about Superior film. Yes. <laughs> and I feel like it's... My problems with Gentleman Broncos are sort of like my problems with Napoleon Dynamite, in that like there's all these sort of wacky outsider characters, and I feel like the movie's laughing at them, not with them. Mm. And that just... Uh, Mean-spirited? That bugs me, man. Yeah, yeah. it's a little bit mean-spirited. But, mm. you know, it's about a kid who writes a science fiction story and goes to this writer's camp, and then the fancy sci-fi writer steals it from him. Hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. It's a great concept. And Jimmy, Jimmy Clement doing Matt Berry is Jimmy? funny, though. Yeah. I Can't love argue with that. Matthew Berry's voice. God me damn too. It. I love it. Yeah. So, then, I don't know. Let us know in the comments if, if you are a bigger supporter of Gentleman Broncos than I am. Yeah. You have... Matt Berry's voice and then add Jermaine Clement doing a funny voice on top of it. It's like a perfect mm-hmm. recipe for me. <laughs> you know I love funny voices. Um, well, then you love this voice. Because <laughs> uh, I, no. I put a moratorium on, uh, on Michael Jackson this year on Laser Time. But I I, look, 30-20-10, got to do our business. Uh, it's true. Michael Jackson posthumously has a number one movie at the box office, which... I think shows you what a light week it is for the box office because yes. even then mm. this is this is a unfinished documentary. Uh, yeah. So this this problem I've never seen it. I don't care about it. This is it. That's what it's called. Mm. Kind of a great title because yeah. um, you could say like this is it or this is it. Yeah, very timely. This this is it. Uh, but it's yeah, this is it. Starring Michael Jackson. Michael has a depth to him that people don't really know. This is a dream come true. When MJ comes in the room, his presence is just amazing. That's why I write these kind of songs. It gives some sense of awareness and awakening and hope to people. Enough of this shit. I know more about Michael Jackson than I ever want to know. Uh, thanks to another documentary that came yeah. out this year. What a terrible um, situation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But... I did watch a big chunk of this, mm-hmm. and one thing I really liked about it was that it is a making-of documentary. It's a behind-the-scenes yeah. documentary that was not necessarily meant to be released. Right. That it's the him putting together this massive show that he's going to do, and then he dies during rehearsals. And so so he, a lot of his the, family didn't want it released because he was a perfectionist. He didn't want people to see things that were unfinished. Oh, and he filmed, he filmed like, what, everything he did. Mm. So, yeah, like... To see what Everything. goes into one of these mm. massive stage shows, all the dancers and the music and the effects and the fire and the lights, 
that was pretty cool to me. Right, I do love all that behind the scenes. This stuff. was supposed to be his Vegas installation, mm. where he would right. have a nightly show in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, first was going to be at O2 in London, mm-hmm. and it sold out like a year's worth of shows, mm-hmm. and then it was supposed to go to Vegas, and he died. He died. And just yeah, to see the scale and how many technicians are involved. And all the rehearsals and the little teeny things that go wrong. And yet he's very precise. But he's sometimes he seems kind of unfocused and sometimes he seems incredibly focused. Mm-hmm. And you can look at that afterwards and think, oh, what's he on? Yeah, mm-hmm. drugs will do that. <laughs> hmm. All right. Yeah, all so right. it's it's an interesting time capsule. Uh, I'm not going to recommend it. I'd rather watch the little action figures. Town called to Panic, baby. City. See it before you see anything with Michael Jackson in it. Uh, see before yeah. you get Michael Jackson money. Um, TV <laughs> of uh, 2009, October 25th to 31st. I feel like we should have a, 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 a siren a for this. A little sound bite, yeah. Warning, warning, channel Hi-yo. drift alert. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> what this channel was, is it no longer is. Well, well it still is. I think is. it came back to that. Yeah. Uh, they, they, the weather channel has been forever flirting with other things. And I think whatever its audience is, they don't want that. Like, right, no, they just want weather. Yeah, they want weather. And because, I don't know, it's just like, I find a tremendous amount of comfort from the Weather Channel. <laughs> I think because I live in a place where weather is always happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm. I know, weather's happening everywhere everyone is. Not where but Diane like, is. Yeah, but I mean, nope. Florida It's pretty has... much the same every day here. Maybe it'll rain. Nope. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Florida has an emotional <laughs> roller coaster of weather, and yeah, there's a tremendous amount yeah, there of comfort. Was a, there was a that tropical storm on Thursday that literally brought winter in. Yeah, it was fucked sure. up. A tropical storm hit us, and it was Sam and I went to Costco <laughs> and Michaels. So mm-hmm. you know, rain for two days, and then it was here. fall. It was fucking ridiculous. It was wonderful. I, I don't want. I miss summer already. But uh, the Weather Ew, Channel no. is is beginning to show weather related movies and. One of these is a weather-related right. movie. Right, okay. So <laughs> this little blurb, I I just put it in verbatim because I want. I was like, someone explain this one to me. The Perfect Storm. Weather movie. It's in Obviously. the title. Mm-hmm. I can see it. Misery? Set in snow, which is technically weather. <laughs> Are they snowbound? But, you know, like, overcast is weather, too, so, like... I don't I know. Mean, so is, sunny, like every that makes every movie about weather. Why isn't Twister the second yeah. movie yeah. in the name? Like the best weather movie. Yeah. Or why isn't Son of Sam? The day after tomorrow. <laughs> Son of Sam is about a heat wave. Yeah. yeah uh, it's go. about weather. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. About, about a heat, about heat wave. wave. Uh show yeah. it on the weather channel. Um Yeah. <laughs> Fucking weird. Yeah, it's strange. But you know what? Good on them for trying. Don't do I, they it have to do it. Okay. I, it would never occur to me to watch the Weather Channel. You ever. know, look, you got to play movies sometimes because Jim Cantori has to rest at some point. Okay, he cannot be <laughs> on there twenty four hours a day. Uh, that's got to be a Weather Channel guy, right? The man has to rest. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Brett was here to talk about the music he would buy from the Weather Channel uh, music library. Oh, right. I loves it. Yep. And uh, this is crazy. Yeah. On the twenty ninth, the League premieres on FX. Starring a bunch of incredibly funny people. Yeah. Uh, but, man, The League. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those shows that, like, you could take that away from me. I wouldn't. I, would, I love would, The League. I've watched every episode, usually in, like, a Netflix binge the moment yes. it aired. Yeah. But I have, like, no feelings about it. None. I didn't love it. Didn't it, hate it. I loved it. It was fine for whatever I was doing at the time when I put it on the background. I feel like The League, I feel like 
the league how a lot of people feel about Always Sunny, I think. Mm-hmm. It's just that, huh. like, it is, it was just, I don't know, it was always consistently funny to me. Mm-hmm. I looked forward to it every season, and I constantly felt like, why aren't more people talking about and watching the league? I never felt like I had anyone to talk to about it. I, I just feel like it did it. It, it was always like grounded in a reality until it had a guest star, and then it went like batshit insane. But, <laughs> but those were some of the best episodes, too. Some of them, yeah. I mean, the Jeff Goldblum episode. Well, what's the, the Seth Rogen, the uh, um, Jason Manzukas, Jason Manzukas yes. episode, just like uh, clearly all improv and ridiculous. So much fun, where they just go off on their own on some sort of wild road trip. It's so good. Well, I remember, I remember, I heard Steve Renazzisi say like somebody had called him and Katie Azelton. Is that mm-hmm, her name? Mm-hmm. The the one of the best representations of a married couple on television. Like I can sort of see that. Like they're funny. Mm. They get down. Uh, like I don't know. They're a good couple, and she's cute as a bug's ear. Yeah. And, and I did think that guy was really funny. I don't care if he ni- lied about 9-11. I don't care. I don't really, I really I don't. Mean, I mean, come on. I really don't. Actually, one of the funniest things about him. Yeah, Rudy Giuliani <laughs> did, too. He gets to be on TV every day. Yeah. <laughs> so do Colin Powell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but also, sorry, John LaJolie, who at the time La- was... John LaJoie. La- is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. He was a viral internet celebrity yeah, I know. who I've never heard from since he was on the show. I had no idea. And then I... Uh, like pre, yeah. pre-YouTube, he was right. a viral celebrity. And so I had watched a couple episodes of, or a couple seasons of The League. Mm-hmm. And then one of my friends was like, oh my God, have you seen his videos? And I was like, oh my God, this guy's amazing. I'm just an everyday normal guy. I forget how that song goes. Yeah. Uh, and he does some of the music for uh, How Did This Get Made? Mm, okay. And they're like little segments. Mark songs. Duplass, Paul Shear, Nick Kroll, and a, a bunch of great guest stars on The League. But yeah, I never saw it on regular television. I only saw it when Netflix would drop a season, mm-hmm. binge it all in like same. a day and a half, and like never thought about it again. And never Sam, revisited it. it's one of those movies too. Like I've always enjoyed football. I grew up watching mm-hmm. football with my dad. Um, Sam, not a sports watching man dude and he we didn't even describe the show the league oh, i think right. it's, i think uh, it's, I think it's wonderful it. that's right because i hate sports yeah i know and they never talk about sports but it's a show about a group of friends who have a long-running fantasy football league mm-hmm. and they um, are constantly razzing each other and it's the joshing only reason each other friends. About they hate it. each other seemingly they're all different they're so and, mean to each other too and it's it, it, it has i think the most sports guest stars of any show that's not our yes. list but yeah. I wouldn't recognize any of them. They don't beat you over the head with it. Exactly. And, and Sam loved the league with me. Yeah. And I, I felt so great. Like, oh, great. We can, you know, watch a sports-related thing. And he's still interested in it. And we actually did fantasy football for a couple of years, like, because of the Cheers. league. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, here, here we have a little promo for it. The kid with your number your kid. Where they finish in the race is where you draft. Huh, bitches? You wouldn't even pick your own child. That's good, because she's not that fast. It's not even real football. It's fake. It's fantasy football. You said you weren't even going to do it this year. I spent five minutes, and the truth is, I don't even really need that much time, because I'm going to kick their asses anyway, you know what I'm saying? Your client's going away for ten years. Unless you give me the number one pick, I'm going to knock it down from ten to seven. What was that? You're going away for five years, and I just lost Adrian Peterson. So, I think that's the heart of the which I never really noticed before is that one of my favorite kinds of comedy mm-hmm. are needlessly competitive people. Mm-hmm. And that's <laughs> the root of the show. Like yeah. is mostly about draft pick, but they never really talk about it. It just motivates everything they do. Right. I, for, I forgot that that was 
part of the show. I don't remember anything <laughs> about yeah. football or fantasy league football when I think about the show. It could be about anything. And it also drives mm-hmm. home the point that we've made many mm-hmm. times is that uh, sports people are nerds. Yes. They're just yeah. nerds. The They're into stats. The worst. Yeah, they love all the numbers and blah, blah, blah. I put on a Star Trek shirt. I get my books dumped, but you take off <laughs> your shirt and put face paint on and a rainbow wig. <laughs> yeah. You, you can be the fucking mayor. The league and, is great. I kind of want to rewatch some of it now that I, uh, no time. That I watched a little bit of that world. promo. Yeah. It's a different world. I don't... And I really enjoy, too, how mean they are about their kids. Like, just. <laughs> talking shit about their kids all the time. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy that uh, brand of comedy that's become in vogue recently. As do I. As do okay, I. so I've had this on my to-do list for a long time. I've got so many, so many shows on there now. So I should I move it up? Because I know no. it stars so many of my favorite people. Yes, you should. Because I love Nick Kroll. I love Paul Shear. I love Jason Manzoukas. I think he might be on my cheat list, honestly, Girl. just because he's so fucking funny. Girl. Agree. Um, Hard agree. Yeah, I like the class, both of them. I like John Lejoie. I had to look him up. I'm like, oh yeah, that guy. I'm so. getting, I'm getting some Duplass fatigue. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're the transparent finales. All type up I, in I like, everything. I prefer them as performers than as filmmakers. True. I love that whenever they make a movie, I'm like, oh, now I know I don't have to see that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you just cross that off. I've the seen list. a bunch of Duplass movies. I'm like, yeah, they're not for me, but I'm glad they're doing their thing. Good yeah, for them. Yeah. I don't know. I. I'm usually down for a Duplass joint, uh, but like I said, I've worn the out their welcome for me. <laughs> Not even on a mm. plane. I really enjoyed, Sam and I really enjoyed the HBO show Togetherness that they it's did. Right. Um, I really, I liked that one a lot. I wish I had the two hours back on a flight for safety not guaranteed, though. <laughs> yeah, that one was <laughs> mm, uh, Also, on, on October 30th, 2009... <laughs> Animal Planet debuts Pitbulls and Parolees. Yes. I have yep. seen this, weirdly. Really? My, I, my mom watches a lot of Animal Planet. Oh, I can't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like Game of Thrones, like Smash Beast Theater, and, and Animal Planet. But, uh, but this is where they, is this where inmates are rehabbing mm-hmm. Pitbulls? Yeah. Well, okay. Parolees. Parolees. Yes. So, former inmates. actually in prison. But yeah, this is a program that is really popular across all kinds of many states where Mm. people bring in rescue animals sometimes into uh, the prison system and have incarcerated people train animals Mm. and um and it's really a beneficial system for both the incarcerated people and the the pit bulls and the and these poor rescue dogs and it's just like it's wonderful it's delightful i love it i fully support all of this Mm. and a lot of people who are in these kinds of programs too, dog training. They also have dog grooming for some of these programs as like a component. Then now they have job skills that they can take out into the world. And I think Petco or one of the pet major pet stores Mm -hmm. actually like makes it a point to employ formerly incarcerated persons who have this kind of training to do dog grooming in their stores. Cause you know, they have like a lot of times they have a dog grooming side of Petco Mm -hmm. and it's great. I think it's like a wonderful program for everyone involved. And so I love that they did a reality TV show about it to raise awareness because Weird. everyone should, should Was be Was it popular? This. Did people like it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I believe it's still on. Is it? It could be. I, was, I remember so. I was looking at Animal Planet and like the amount of shows they have that have, have been on inconsistently for 20 years is kind of astounding. It's like MTV. But also, yeah, no, I mean, still, still new episodes coming out. I mean, I know older ones are still in rotation, but yeah, still going. What could be and more heartwarming? 
It warming, ends up being very heartwarming <laughs> because there's so many people that are just like, I, I never had anyone to care about me. And mm-hmm. you now me and my dog are my best friend. And it's like, oh, but I mean, but pit bulls are naturally pretty sweet dogs. Now, chihuahuas yes. and parolees. <laughs> mm-hmm. Might be a different story. <laughs> Holy shit. I've got to get Adam on here to talk about what a jerk his dog is to me. Uh, chihuahuas are jerks. Yes, I say buddy. that as a chihuahua owner. After I won't. Oh, yeah, that's right. Your dog He's hates me too. He's a giant jerk. He's been running around being a jerk all day. Oh, boy. <laughs> Just jerking out everywhere he goes. Uh, Rude. Pretty much. He'd see that parolee and he'd say, yip, 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 yip. And that be, guy would be like, I've been 80 days sober and I'm straight now, but fuck your dog. And I'd be like, I know. Well, that about wraps up TV. And there is... Again, patreon.com slash laser time. We're going to do a, a, a show solely devoted to the GAMs because there are so many, and, and especially evidenced by 2009. This is the beginning of the holiday season, which at this point is where everybody wanted their game out in time for Christmas. And it's just a ton of things that we still talk about today. Torchlight, Tekken 6, DJ Hero. That would be the turntable guitar hero that was very short-lived uh bayonetta now a nintendo exclusive grand theft auto 4 the ballad of gay tony i know mike will have some stuff to say about that league of legends uh is out (laughs) this week which is just sort of blowing my mind like when i was looking for mm. clips from the league and i was googling the league 2009 most of it was you gotta be you gotta be more clear because league has been going a lot more than the league the league has uh, but it just this weird scrappy start as a World of Warcraft three mod as defense against defense of the ancients. It's great. confusing, <laughs> and then and then that became League of Legends because they couldn't use World of Warcraft's code. But then Valve released a game called Dota two, which isn't an abbreviation, but is them saying it's the sequel to defense of the ancients, which what? What, is what League of Legends. It's fucking weird. It is so weird, but gamers will know it. Hopefully, Matt and Michael can help me out and explain this. Forza 3, though, is out, and that's the first game I ever... First console game I gave a 10 out of 10. It was a really, really excellent uh, automotive experience. Like, Mm -hmm. I had played the Gran Turismos at that point, and I thought they were boring and cruel and just pure car porn. You'd have to, like... Oh, yeah, that is how Civic handles. You know, it's not going to be able to take that turn. Like, fuck you. It's a fucking game. And Forza 3, like, has all the same, almost all the same vehicles and the beauty and the depth and, like, knows how to wade you into all that shit and make a more arcadey experience out of racing, which is what it fucking should be for everybody. Hmm. Not everybody's jerking off over Gran Turismo cars. You guys have never been around for this conversation before. Uh, And Birderlands is out this week. Oh. Uh, Right. Uh, Pretty much. The, ho- the house that Gearbox built, um, their Mickey Mouse, Borderlands, is 10 years old. And I love that anybody who wants to call me old, I am delighted to say that a game you love is 10 years old. Because <laughs> anyone, do- I've been podcasting long enough to cover Borderlands launch. And uh, yeah, now you're 10 years older too. It was weird. <laughs> There's an episode like the, the, third, the 10th or 30th episode we did was about the Matrix turning 10 and how we couldn't believe anything like that could ever happen to us. Wow, wow, wow. Now it's happening to you fuckers. Wow. It makes me so happy. <laughs> oh. and But again, we'll talk more about uh, video games and patreon.com slash laser time in addition to an Elm Street Nightmare uh, season three all about the Child's Play movies, which other than three have all been like so much fun to watch. Mm. Three is an odd anomaly. And that's the episode that's up right now. But we'll be doing all seven. 
and, except for the remake. No remake. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I can't wait for you guys to hear that. And you can hear all about uh, <laughs> my horrible life and uh, going to Iceland. <laughs> yeah. Sarah got really lit up when I <laughs> – she was on that episode. I'm like <laughs> – Yep. That's uh, a fun one. Yeah, laugh at my pain. That's the point of this. And, and, and it supports on. the whole Laser Time network, including Laser Time this week, all about uh, creepy dolls, creepy horror dolls. Mm. And uh, I, I do want to do a, a bonus time. I want to grab Jeff, and he wanted to do a, a thing about horror comics. And horror com- oh, hmm. horror comic comics. Not even stand up comics. <laughs> I mean, like, huh. how many are there? Like Emo I Phillips, mean, and that's it. Yeah, and, pretty much. And, 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 <laughs> And, uh, and and yeah, you can hear all about – we'll go more in-depth about the video games of the entire month of October on patreon.com slash laser time. Price of a cup of coffee. You can support laser time, video game apocalypse, 30, 20, 10, bonus time, and everything else we might do. We're always looking to branch out into new stuff, and we are 99% listener supported. We've never needed your support uh, uh, as much as we do now as the podcast – I don't know. The ad market. Do you really want more ads? Is that what you want? Mm. Because I know I don't want to go out there and fucking chase them. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, help us out. Yeah, patreon.com slash laser time. Where can people find you? They can find me on the Twitters at listeningerd, L-E-C-I-N-E-N-E-R-D, or follow the show at 302010podcast, 302010podcast. And, oh, I should also promote uh, Padukin. Should be a second episode out this week. Uh, Our buddy Adam show focusing just on arcade games from people who own over 100 cabinets and are the proprietors of a successful arcade in 2019. It's pretty fucking nuts. And I've had a lot of game conversations in my life, but those guys knowing the inside and out and restoring uh, video games, bringing them back to life, it's weird. It's, it's, it, they're, they're both content fans of art and like car people. At the same time, <laughs> yeah, and, and That's a good way to yeah, it's it's really it's really interesting, but it's all based around loving the output. Uh, but yeah, like Adam's life, he just sort of ski ball machine for no reason. It's hilarious. Ooh, uh, yeah, love it. I mean, for no reason, yeah, he has for, a ski ball machine for fun times. Yeah, but you know what else? He has a wife who has to like look at a ski ball <laughs> machine in her house. <laughs> okay, I am a wife and I love ski ball. So come on, that's all right. Yeah. I, I think Wives it, love ski ball. You might have a room that's just ooh dying of ski ball. I actually do. Mm-hmm. It needs. Honestly, it needs a pinball machine, and I've been holding out for that Phantom of the Opera one that's in that uh, bar in town. So, ladies and gentlemen, patreon.com slash laser time, because Sarah has not price-checked pinball machines. She's going to need that extra cash if she's going to drop a couple grand on a pinball machine uh, and, and learn how to fix it. But, yes, thank you guys so much. Again, we are, we are brought to you by many fine people at patreon.com slash laser time. We cannot thank you enough. Die! Now we got to get into the, the births and deaths. I have really shit the bed in the last couple birthday quizzes, and this you is, truly this is when I bring it back. You don't get yeah. to say that. Be be humble in your victory. Why? You know, I don't know. <laughs> Good sports. Well, this this is going to be a tough sports. one. But sports this week, let's shit. talk about the deaths first. Yeah. In two thousand nine, we lost Claude Levi Strauss, who was a hundred. He had nothing to do with denim. My what? pants are French. Oh, thank God. Nope, it's just a weird coincidence that his last name is, really is. Levi Strauss instead of Levi Strauss. Uh, he was a groundbreaking anthropologist and philosopher, and he made it to 100. Good for him. Wow. 100. Yeah, good God. for him. I hope I don't live half that long. Uh, and, don't say that. And I, well, what if what if you were famous and in France and everyone gave you awards and stuff? Come yeah, on. That does feel really the cool. The croissants alone. That sounds great. I don't know what it's like for everyone to be happy to see me all the time. It's very strange. <laughs> I wish... I would just be happy to not be 99 anymore because saying 99 in French is really hard. That is true. 
Cattle varieties new. Even people on the internet are mean to me. I don't know. I just I don't see it. <laughs> I don't see wanting to live to a hundred. Um, and with the with the deaths out of the way, and that's the only death. One. That's the only death I one, found. One yeah. non-gene making Frenchie, and. <laughs> and uh, come with that comes the births birthday quiz. Oh, birthday is a doodly doo, a ding dong doodly doodly ding dong doo. So, Who's born this week? This could be a good one. All right. So this week, born October 28th, 1949, turning 70 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, she grew up in two places with uh, unfortunate names. Uh, Sleepy Hollow, New York, and Newtown, Connecticut. <laughs> uh, that was... Newtown wasn't a sad place back then. It was a wonderful place. Right. Uh, and Anyway. But what? we'll you probably have a Tim Burton movie made out of it eventually. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, I think we have it coming up. I think we got Sleepy Hollow in like the next couple of weeks. Oh, I, d- I wish I liked that movie more. And well, we'll get to it. So anyway, a knee injury sent her from sports to track. And in less than two years, she was on the Olympic team, finishing 10th in the decathlon at the Munich 72 Games. Candice Bergen. <laughs> <laughs> that's, your, that's your guess for everyone now. <laughs> Did I guess her before? Yes. Did I guess her all the time? <laughs> My heart wants to say Maya Rudolph, but I, I know that's her. not right. I know... I know it's not Maya Rudolph. She's it's not, not my dad's Wilma age. Rudolph. One day it will okay. be Candace Bergen, and it'll be great. <laughs> I'm gonna set you up one day. I'm yeah. gonna have to. Well, do it. I yeah. will love it. And put everything in there that makes you think it's not Candace Bergen. Yeah. This right. one's basically gonna be given to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true, probably. All right. So anyway, she uh, after the Olympics, she trained during the day and sold insurance at night. Uh, started racking up titles, taking the gold in the 76 decathlon, and setting a new world record. Jesus. I can't name After it. the final race, uh, she took an American flag from a spectator and ran around with it, kind of starting that tradition. Mia Hamm. Um, yeah, I, we're in the 70s. I know. I, this is the 70s? Yeah. Um, and a Caitlyn lady? Jenner. It is Caitlyn Jenner. Yo! Oh! In your face. Nicely in your face. done. It Good was job. really hard to word this, so I was not yeah. giving away genders great job i just went with she the whole time but yeah she had to leave sports really she had to leave football gotcha okay yeah but uh yeah she became a huge hit was on the cover of sports illustrated gq playgirl wheaties tropicana orange Uh, juice chips silver spoons she would play a someone who wrestled hulk hogan on the love boat (laughs) it's very fun to say She's um, in the Village People's only movie, and it is a sight. <laughs> it is a wow. sight. I have not wow. seen that. Yeah, mm. so Caitlyn Jenner, I mean, kind of a terrible person as yes. a person, mm-hmm. but, you know, she's, I hate to say it, she's got balls. Mm. She's done a lot mm-hmm. over she, the years. <laughs> she, didn't have to, she didn't have to do what she did. She didn't have to transition in public. But she, she got a reality it. show deal, so why not? Yeah, even though I disagree with her on just about everything politically and socially. Yes. Mm. And, <laughs> and she's 70. It's Look, 70. it's hard to start over in your late 60s. That's true. Whether it's getting a divorce or <laughs> becoming a whole other gender in public mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm. Yeah. Coming out in any way is hard. So happy birthday, Caitlin. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Caitlin. You don't know how hard it was 
for me to admit I like shockers, so I can't imagine how you know, we all are would, fighting our own battles. <laughs> how hard it would have been for Caitlyn Jenner. So, uh, <laughs> I get it, man. I totally get it. Yeah. yeah. So you understand what she's gone through. I do. I do. You have to admit that you like a pretty okay but silly movie. There are shades. There are shades to this coming out thing. Sure. Um, <laughs> well, I admitted that I, I love Smooth by Santana. Me too. So, so, I mean, and All Star. Really... I'm not going to let you forget that. Yeah. And All Star. I love both of those songs, <laughs> but I also never want to hear them again because I'm so sick of them. Oh, my God. I hope you can get married again so I can just fucking put it on a loop at your wedding. Like, ah. <laughs> Oh, um, uh, why wasn't that my first dance? Fuck, damn, <laughs> you really missed a major God, opportunity. Damn it! Oh, oh well. stop coming! In. Well, <clears throat> I mean, I think you just got to make all star your vows at this point. Yes. <laughs> Somebody once, once told, told me, me the world was gonna the world roll me. Who's gonna roll me? And now you're gonna roll me. Mm-hmm. And you'll be the sharpest tool in my shed. And, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I never get to, get to say uh, a former 302010 co-host Dave Rudden got to go to his wedding. Very emotional were the vows. And Aww. even more so when a little kid sharted all over the place. <laughs> like <laughs> in the middle of his wife's his wife's Aww. portion of it. Like he was chatty, couldn't hear a word she was saying. And then like he blew a stream of liquid across the church floor. <laughs> it was wonderful. Oh, it was wonderful. No. Oh, God. A full blowout, huh? Mm-hmm. Not just a, uh-oh. Yikes, yikes. Gotta pick up little Jimmy. No. Oh, my God. No, and I, I don't even know where his pants were, but, like, it was it was disconcerting because, <laughs> like, I was three rows up. I'm like, what the fuck was that? Like, I couldn't. <laughs> These people are mic'd and I couldn't hear anything. Wow. Over that shart? Um, okay. Oh, dear. Okay. Like, something has to go wrong. And, yeah, they got lucky on what went wrong. And that kid will never live it down, though. Mm. That kid's I, life I is ruined. I, Every relative is going to bring that up. Oh, it, yeah. it was so... We watched a wedding of two religious denominations. That's all anybody could talk about. <laughs> a little kid who shit his pants <laughs> <laughs> during the vows. Um, okay. That's normally bonus time talk, but I know I'm not going to be able to get that in uh, this week or next. And, yeah. and uh, congratulations. And congrats. It makes yeah, I saw the pictures. They look so adorable. Mm-hmm. All my pictures fucking sucked, and I was so pissed about that. Uh, but whatever, uh, you can't. Sometimes you just can't get a good shot when people are running down an aisle. Mm. And yep. uh, well, with that, we got to close out thirty twenty ten, ladies and gentlemen. You can check out more thirty twenty ten dot net. And once again, we are supported by many fine people at Patreon dot com slash Laser Time. Uh, we're closing out with Alligator by Tegan and Sarah. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Scene.